All right, welcome to the Roaring Reactions on the Running Through the Jungle Network here on Fans First Sports Network. Uh, the must win is in. A little bit uh, better mood around here this week than last week. But uh, if you're out there catching us on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google, wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you like, subscribe, uh, give us that five-star rating, share us with your friends. And keep giving us that support. Every week we're getting more of it, and we appreciate you for it. But, gentlemen, it was a must-win game. We uh, we all knew it was a must-win game. Uh, Joe Burrow did not shy away from it being must-win, saying it doesn't matter if it was ugly or pretty. We needed to make sure we got it. And it was a little prettier than it's been the past uh, four weeks. Justin, what do you think about the must-win coming through? Yeah. Finally, I can actually talk about something good for once on this episode. Uh, Joe Burrow, yeah, he absolutely sent a message throughout the locker room, and so did Jamar Chase uh, throughout the week. And, you know, he played like it. Joe Burrow played like that. He didn't have any issues with this calf bothering him. Um, he, he was very nimble in the pocket. He scrambled a little bit, got elusive when he was getting rushes to evade some of that pass rush. You know, it's a big-time performance. And one of the main things that I took away from at the end of the game is – I've, I've very much appreciated them continue the aggressiveness, you know, just to kind of keep that foot on their neck. Although they didn't get the touchdown like I thought that they should have gotten with Tyler Boyd streaking in the end zone. But it just shows that they were dead serious about not letting these Cardinals, who are a very feisty team coming into the game, they weren't going to let them hang around. And it got a little bit weird and a little bit frustrating towards the middle because the Cardinals did get up a bit. But they they stuck to their guns. They played their, their they played their best ball to themselves, like we always known it. And you know what? This is a great way to get that first step off the monkey off your back. So let's let, let's go continue moving forward. Now speaking of Chase, can't throw it to him right now. You've just got the running through the jungle crew: myself, Brandon Harry, aka B Dirt, Justin Lacey, and my guy Tim Lyons. Tim, what'd you think of this must-win game coming through for us? You know, like I said on our other podcast, you know, these next 13 weeks are must wins. So for us to start off our 13 week journey, or th sorry, I'm sorry, 14 weeks, but 13 games, my bad. Uh, to start off that journey, it, it's a plus. Um, it was nice to see that uh, they ran the damn ball. Like I told them, you know, I'm glad Zach listened to us, our podcast uh, earlier this week. Um, but it was also nice to see that Joe Burrow was. You know, he was able to move in the pocket, step back out of the pocket, he even ran for a couple of yards, you know, got some first downs or even just got some yards. It was nice to see that he's, uh, you know, he's no longer 50%. He's more like, you know, maybe 75, 80% Joe, but he looked good. Um, I was just happy to get the W. And uh, you know what? All I'm going to say is, is Jamar Chase, he's always open. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Always effing open. Ain't that the truth? Uh, I'll tell you what, what a great segue. We'll go into our offensive game balls for today. <laughs> uh, I Listen, one of the things I did appreciate about, before we give the game balls away, uh, one of the things I did appreciate about staying true to having a balanced offense, was we're never going to be a 50-50 offense. We know that. That's who we are. That's our identity. And I'm cool with that. But Joe Mixon got the ball for 25 carries today, even though 
He only had 81 yards and wasn't running as successful as some of our prior games where they would only give him 13, 14 touches unexcusably um, when he was getting five, six yards a pop. Even though it was three yards a pop today, they kept giving him the ball, kept that, you know, kind of off balance um, and and kept some honesty there. And I really think that did a good job taking that uh, pressure off of the middle. Um. Because, you know, we run between the tackles. And right now, our glaring weakness on the offensive line is over guard. Uh, Volson's getting beat like a drum on some of these pass rushes. So faking that ball, that handoff, and not only keeping those linebackers at bay, but then also you've now got Mixon going into the line to help chip. I, I think that really helps keep that off balance. So the 25 carries and and then um, the the – you know, play action pass or RPO game really helps. But 75, 80% Burrow goes 36 for 46, 317, three tutties, and one pick that was not his fault with Irwin falling down. Um, I don't think it was an interference call, even though Irwin wanted to call. But man, wouldn't you love to be giving a game ball to him right now? But can you? Can you give Burrow the game ball? I don't know. Justin? I got to give you a shout-out, B-Dirt. You were the one that predicted that Jamar Chase was going to get the game ball when we did our episode leading up to this. And that's the person that's getting the game ball for me. Again, I, I understand that Joe Burrow finally looked like himself. But if it wasn't for Jamar Chase being himself too, I don't think Burrow would have looked as great as he did today. That's just being honest. Even though he was great in the pocket, great outside the pocket, he made the big-time explosive plays. But Jamar Chase being on the field helped Joe Burrow a lot. Excuse me. They had the shared connection. So, for me, Jamar Chase gets the game ball. He got the three touchdowns. He broke the receiving record of uh, for how many catches that the Bengals receiver had in the game with – how many did he have, like, what, 15, 17? 15 for call. 192 and three tutties. And again, if they would have executed on those last couple of drives where they were trying to keep their foot on the gas, uh, he probably would have gone for like maybe 17 or 20. You know, whoever knows how that drive would have gone. But like to me, it's Jamar Chase 100 percent all the way. You know, I love Joe Burrow and I will give him another game ball, too, just for putting the team on his back at times. But that's Jamar Chase is the guy because he made some headlines this week that people took out of context with the I'm always effing open comment. But to double back what Zach Taylor had did when he brought him in and said that that's a great effing interview. It shows that Zach Taylor believes in his guys and he believes yeah. in him and he knows that he's the anchor to keep that thing churning. If we're going to ever decide to have a more of a turnaround successful season. So Chase. Chase is yeah. on the case. And and I believe, you know, Zach's saying it showed maturity and real leadership. I agree with that 100%. And then you see his comments about T. Higgins and saying, mm-hmm. that's my guy. Like, if if he's out there 100%, I back him. If he can't right. play because of his ribs, I back him for that. You know, it's his, mm-hmm. his body, his decision. He's got to do what's right for him and the team. And whatever it is, I'm backing my guys. You know, I think I think we're watching Chase grow up right in front of our eyes, and and man, I'm glad he's on my team. I think it was yeah. uh, was that was that Carl Pickens' uh, record that he broke? Yeah, it yeah. was. It was. Um, yeah. The 13 catches that Pickens had. 
15 for 192, three touchdowns. Tim, is that your game ball, or did you find uh, – or, or you have to give it to a running back? No, I'm not going to give it to the running back, but I'm going to tell you this right now. The Bengals' planning of running the football 25 times – I'm sorry, it was actually 26 times they ran the football on purpose. The other four, Joe did. You know, Joe yeah. Burrow did, but I'm not going to count but that. They tried to do it 27 times, but uh, Travion Williams had different plans. I don't know what yeah, he was he, doing he, on that last he, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, Joe Mixon, I've been saying run the freaking ball, give him the ball. I think it opened up a lot more for us. Um, undoubtedly, you know, I, Uno gets the – he absolutely gets the game ball, you know. Like like he, he backed up what he said. I'm always effing open, you know. And, of course, you know, I'm going to give an honorable mention to Joe Burrow because, you know, like you said – 36 for uh, for 46, 317 yards, three touchdowns, net, net interception. We won't even count that because, you know, shit happens. And unfortunately, uh, Irwin slipped and, you know, slipped. And it, it, it would have been a it would have been a catch if he would have yeah. stayed on. Oh, yeah. We'd be talking about 37, 46 for 335 or whatever it would have been. Yeah. yeah, you know, definitely. But, you know, I think Jamar Chase played his butt off today. Um, I think he would have probably had – maybe four touchdowns, five touchdowns, you know, if, if things would have in the first half kept going the way it was the first drive. Um, but yeah, I say Uno is our game ball for the day. I agree with you. I agree with you. Now I, I, I will say the, probably the happiest I was during the entire game and not just because it was a big 60 plus yard touchdown, but because bought time, Took mm-hmm. one step to the right, planted, and drove the ball downfield. And Joe Burrow threw a beautiful ball in that bomb to Jamar Chase. And that, that made me feel like, oh, okay, all right, now we're able to push the ball a little bit more than we were. More so than even, you know, he got off his spot several times. He, he, he did have some scrambling yards and picked up a key first down. But more so than that, the ability to drive off of that leg – because, you know, I I used to pitch back in the day, long, long time ago, uh, before Joe Burrow was a twinkle in his dad's eye. <laughs> but, you know, that's your, your, your power comes from driving your legs and pulling your hips and not being able to do that. It's hard to get that ball downfield. It looked like he was actually throwing like himself today. So I agree with you 100%, though. Jamar Chase, what a game. What a game. I'm finally glad that I drafted you in fantasy football. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> but let's transition over to the defensive side of the game where uh, we kind of had an up and down game. We had an up and down game a little bit. Um, but I think when when push came to shove and again, second half um, adjustments, you know, giving up 14 points in that second quarter, but then making those second half adjustments and really coming out looking good. Uh, a couple guys I'm just going to throw out there, you know, Cam Taylor Britt with the pick six. Um, we had uh, Jermaine Pratt, which was my pick. I, I said 10 tackles, two tackles for loss, which he did not have. And I said a forced fumble did not get that, but he got an interception. Um, had a great he did game. Have, he did have two tackle for losses, Pratt. Did he? Yes, I didn't did. see it in the game. No. So it says it says 10, 10 total tackles, two tackles for loss, and an interception. 
That's pretty. That's that's pretty close to picking that one spot on. Yeah. Pretty uh, close. I wish I would have done that good on my college game uh, picks this week. I'd have been. I'd have. I'd have had a nice deposit if I would have been that close. <laughs> um, but man, Hendrickson, four tackles, two and a half sacks, and a forced fumble. Lacey, who are you give me your game ball to? This is this is tough, tough grouping. This is going to Trey Henderson for me because I think that if again, similar to what I said about Jamar Chase on the offensive side of the ball, I'm going to say it for the defensive side of the ball. If his presence wasn't there rushing the passer, I, I don't think a lot of this stuff would have happened. Yes, Cam Taylor Britt got the pick six, um, which was very, which was, it was an impressive play, uh, an impressive defensive effort when they got backed up. But at the very end of the day, but like, I still kind of believe that that wasn't the big momentum shift because the Cardinals was still running the ball pretty well, even when we went up 24-14 to start the third quarter. Um, that, it got ugly at times on the defense side ball. I'm not going to lie to you. But the one person that was the constant pressure and the constant thorn in Josh Dobbs' side was Trey Hendrickson. And I think that James Conner also being out may have a little to do with that. But two and a half sacks for Trey Henderson, a forced fumble. Um, he was, he was, he's our version of TJ Watt, Miles Garrett. He's one of those guys that you need to start putting his that respect on his name. He has now been a two-time Pro Bowler with this team, well on his way for being on a third if he continues the game-wrecking status that he's doing right now. And honestly, you can spread the ball. You can spread the wealth to give whoever you want the game ball. It could be Pratt. He did make that diving interception. It could be Cam Taylor Brent because he he also was one of the people that got us on the board. But I, I gotta just give it to I gotta give it to Trey Henderson, man. And he just continues to just lighten it up when we need him the most. And the defense didn't play their best ball again today, <clears throat> but Trey Henderson performed when we needed him to and that's why you signed him to that extension before the season started i like it i like it tim you got it the same way well i want to say this welcome to the nfl cam taylor Britt. you got that pick six i'm happy for you uh, but yes i do agree you know trey hendrickson deserves a game ball with his four tackles uh he also had a pass deflection also um in that forced fumble um, he goes out there every single week. You know, anytime that I see him on the injured list for back or something, you know, I'm always like, oh, man, that could hurt us. But he's a warrior. That that guy is a warrior. Hendrickson is a warrior. You know, he's a he's throwback, got that, man. No yeah, gloves, got, no nothing. Yeah, he's got that mentality of just go out there, play football, give 110%. You know, the game's not over with until the fat lady sings. Um, and – Yes, Hendrickson is my game ball. Um, honorable mention is Cam Taylor Britt for the pick six. Um, you know, I know it's it's just a pick six, but it, it I believe it did shift the momentum oh, in that first half. Because, halftime, yeah, yeah, because if we wouldn't have put up any points in the second quarter before halftime, you know, we would have been down. Uh, I agree. We would have been down fourteen to seven, yeah. or I'm sorry, ten to fourteen. Um, it was nice to see that uh, we still scored in the red zone, but it was a pass from a different quarterback. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, it's not often that uh, I'm going to pick a guy to win a, a defensive game ball and have him lead the team in tackles, get two tackles for loss, get an interception, and I'm going to give my game ball to somebody else. But, man, Trey Hendrickson's a beast. 
the pressure he puts on, the handful he is, constantly getting double team, working through it. Um, he he's a difference maker on that defensive line, and uh, I, I love it when he's healthy enough to to perform this way and get some pressures. And I'm glad to see his pressures turn into sacks because last year, you know, top five pressures, but not getting those sacks. Right. Um, good good to see him getting them, especially this game. I, I get the honorable mentions. I probably give my honorable mention to Pratt, but I do want to give somebody a shout out today. DJ Turner mm-hmm. tackled Connor in the open field, made some good defensive pass breakups, almost got a pick of his own, yep. uh, mm-hmm. dislocated his finger. It looked like doing so. Went back mm-hmm. out, popped that bad boy, taped me. I'm going back in. Man, what what a good start for the rookie with Cheeto on the bench. So I'm going to give him a shout-out as well. And that's going to lead me into taking a quick break here. Got to pay some bills for those of you that are on um, Spotify and podcasts and Apple. Uh, Those of you that might see this later on YouTube, we're just going to sit here for a few seconds. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Roaring Reactions on the Running Through the Jungle Network. I'm your host, Brandon Harriet, with your hosts, Justin Lacey and Tim Lyons. Chase is uh, busy biting his nails for the Sunday night game, um, but he'll be back with Cut to the Chase this week, so check him out, as always. So get, let's get a little more in-depth we talked about what worked for us and everything, but let's get a little more in depth on what we what we talked about the issues going into the game. A lot of it falling on coaching as well as the burrow injury and some other things. But I'm interested where you're at percentage wise on play calling versus execution. Um, what do you think the keys to that looking different? Not even just the outcome of the game, but the keys of the difference in the way, especially the offense looked. Tim, I'm gonna throw it back to you. What what do you take on it? What do you think the difference was? Play calling or execution more important? I think execution, you know, is a big is a big thing for us because you know it for the last couple of weeks it's been, you know, we gotta execute better. We gotta execute better. It's all we've been hearing from from Zach Taylor during the press press conferences. And I think they actually did you know, execute well today. Um, there wasn't, you know, would I say that there was a lot of creativity today? I think them running the football more and then also um, with Joe Burrow being a little bit more mobile, um, it it opened up, it, it gave us some time in the pocket to throw the football. Um, also, you know, the run game. Um, I think, I think, you know, there wasn't, I, from what I was seeing is, is the motion, you know, there wasn't a lot of motions. There were some motions, of course. You know, there were some different looks and everything. Um, but in the beginning of the game, I think the biggest factor for us was the tempo. You know, they were playing up-tempo. And when we saw the up-tempo going on, we were moving the ball quickly down the field. But then that next outing, we come out and the tempo slowed down again. And then Chase Younce called Zach Taylor and said, hey, you need to get that tempo back up. <laughs> and then that tempo started moving and, and we started moving and grooving again. You know, I think they need to just keep getting that tempo. 
let Joe call that offense. You know, yeah, you know, hey, we want you to run X, Y, and Z. But if we're getting that tempo up, we need to get that. We need to continually doing that. I dig it. I dig it. Lacey, what do you think? Play calling over execution. What was more important today? Uh, execution as well for me, too. Number one, they actually ran the ball and committed to it and didn't bail away from it, even when there was times where I felt like the running game wasn't there. You guys already brought up the stat already for Joe Mixon, 25 carries. Just albeit slightly under 100 yards, but who cares? You know, he still ran hard today. He still ran effective, and he set up other plays for other people to be made. Um, I'm sorry, other plays to be made. Like Joe Burrow and that just that deep shot throw to Jamar Chase. I, I that's the epitome of what you, we've always wanted to see this offense. Creativity finally happening. Big plays finally happening. Even the miss to Trenton Irwin down the scene when he did the flea flicker and pushed it down uh the field and it was and it was overthrown slightly there. You, you still love seeing that happen yeah. just because yeah. we haven't seen it happening for the all season. You know, and it's not because they didn't want that to happen. It's just, number one, yeah, we can talk about Burrow's health. Number two, Burrow probably just wasn't seeing the field as well as we all know that he can. And three, they're just we had to get credit to the other teams in their defensive game plans. They already knew once they got a sizable enough lead on us by rushing, by pulling out their running attacks, that limited to our abilities of what we needed to do to come back in this game. The Cardinals very well could have been the exact same, could have, um, I'm sorry, applied the exact same formula because they did take a short little lead when they went up 14 to 10. But the Bengals hung in there. Yes, the pick six helped them get themselves back into it and take the, regain the lead. But then when you saw them, man, they came out of the first, second half, and it was that big bomb to Jamar Chase. That was like, okay, there we go. Now, I understand it might be a little bit of back and forth, but this Bengals team is now feel like that they're finally back. And it's the creativity and the execution of their offense have finally mustered up to the surface. Well, we know that they always could have done. Yeah, I, I would say I slightly agree with you guys, but I do. I, I say play calling on 40%, and it's to the point that you guys um, – pointed out with continuing to run the ball they didn't get away from it even when it wasn't working they kept a little bit more off balance but i'd say 60 percent of it was execution and, and my biggest part of the execution was the the fact that burrow was able to drive the ball down the field and that he was able to get off the spot there were several times not that he scrambled for 20 yards or he did this or that but there were several times that he was able to get off the spot enough uh, you know, he did the pirouette the one time and got rid of the uh, ball, brother. It's a, he just got that out of good. sacks that were sacks the past four weeks. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The scramble, this, the first scramble that he did, they, I think, was it the first? I don't know if it was he the got first, first down. down yeah. It was the first down. Okay. That would have been a sack a week ago or the last yeah. few weeks. But <laughs> yes, I'm starting to finally believe Joe Burrow when he says this is the best that he's felt because he did say that a little bit prior to last week's game. And I, and I said to myself, I need to see it first. All these little, you know, clips of him throwing and then doing a little bit of running at practice. I don't care. They can keep all of that until I saw it in the game. Now I actually saw it in the game. So, yes, kudos Just to him being Friday. able to move on that. We look at our third down execution over the past couple of weeks. Just for him being able to get move off that spot makes it real dangerous for another team to, to play zero coverage and send the house right. at it. And yes. and that I thought was a big part of execution that 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 I I really thought that that took us to the next level, got our offense 
back on track getting that 30 burger again um do you think do either of you think the game would have been uh any different if connor wouldn't have got hurt or do you think our defense was playing the run well enough that it wouldn't have, wouldn't have factored because we did go into this giving up the second most rushing yards in the nfl so well, i'll let you go for me first. all right um for me i was a little worried i was a little worried i was like well you know Connor was moving, he was moving the ball fairly well against us, but we were also, you know, holding them back too before he got injured. Um, and then I know later on in the game, they started running the ball a little bit more with the backup to Connor. I don't know, I don't remember what his name was, to be honest with you. Um, and they did move the ball a little bit, but there was that sweep that really got us when Rondé Moore went on that sweep, that fake handoff and, and took it, I don't know, 30, 40 yards down the field, whatever it was. Um, but then after that, I was just like, you know what? No, they got this. They can hold. They can hold their own. And I know a couple of times when they were running the ball, they maybe got like a, a you know one yard, two yard gain. And then of course, you know they're playing in third down situations and trying to throw the football. Um, and then they were having Hendricks or somebody up their butts, you know. So um, could have been a different story with Connor. You know, he's averaging five five yards a carry. Um, it it could have been. It you know it could have been, but unfortunately. You know, he got hurt, and I don't ever wish ill will on anybody on another team. Um, but, you know, it was – I think it was a little bit more of an advantage for us to um, – for him to be gone from the game. Um, so, yeah, I think it did – it did make a difference. Because um, they – I think they would have stuck with the run game a little bit more. But Dobbs was throwing the ball really well, too, um, in the first half, that is, until he threw that pick, um, of yep. course. But – uh you know, I, I think it would. It might have been a different game if if Connor would have stayed healthier. You know, maybe they would have got some different looks from us, um, and yeah, it could have made a difference. Yeah, that's uh, Amari DiMarcato's they brought in um, as a cat out of TCU. Yeah. Justin, what are your feelings on it? Do you think it would have changed the game much if Connor stays in? Sure, you know, but not like an overwhelming percent because I still think that the Bengals offense would have still found a way to be more explosive. Maybe the game would have been a little bit tighter. Um, but again, like I said, the Bengals kind of kept their foot on the gas. And I think that they would, if again, certain penalties never would have gotten called against them. Um, they would that score would have been a hell of a lot more larger than we saw tonight. Um, but I do agree that James Conner getting hurt sort of played the factor that the Bengals defense can now play a certain different style of defense to where they can kind of still rush for a bit, you know, their normal four down linemen and then sort of protect the middle of the field and play trap coverage against Josh Dobbs. I did see that, even though they did get gashed on the ground again a few times, even with the backup and then, you know, Rondell Moore, you know, it still was kind of frustrating watching this defense, but they did eventually bull their necks and got stopped and got turnovers, you know. And while the offense, they when they started catching the groove again, it was game over for the Cardinals. But I do believe that eventually that the magic went around for the Cardinals. If, you know, even if John, I'm um, sorry, James Conner did not get hurt, I still I think that they would have still probably rolled that wave a little bit longer. But if, but Joe Burrow was going to find them in a way to win this game. Him and Jamar Chase both also in the end for me. Yeah, you know. Uh, Connor left the game averaging 7.7 on six carries. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a major, a big, big chunk of that was on one play, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you take that play out, he's pretty much what DeMarcado did at four and a half yards a carry. 
very similar, I think, output for those guys other than one run. Um, what I really think was the key to it was the fact that we got a lead. Um, mm -hmm. Once we got a lead, you know, the, the, that takes a little bit of that out. The offense wasn't stagnant. The offense wasn't down by, uh, you know, 14, 17, 21 points like we have been in the past uh, several weeks. I think that was a big part of it. I still think, you know, I, I, I really think that we're going to see some big nasties uh, drafted by us next year. Um, you know, some maybe a guard, maybe look at a guard, maybe look at uh, defensive tackle, some big ugly run stuffers. Not, not the the left tackle, not the not the edge rusher, not the guys you're going to take high in the first round. But I think those guys you're going to see in round two, three, four that are just ugly run stuffers and uh, maybe a little more aggressive block to give us some depth on that guard. Maybe push Volson a little bit, you know, being that he's not had a great start to the season. Now, everybody loves him, including his teammates. And, uh, you know, maybe we see that, you know, that curl turnover at some point in time. But right now, we just ain't quite there. Um. But I think we're all in agreement. I think we, the offense was was pumping on all cylinders. I, I, Connor there, or Connor not there. I think we get this W, and I don't think it looks a whole lot different. So, with that said, I'm gonna go parting shots. Maybe your expectations going forward. Maybe some takeaways from this game, um, outside of the box, outside of the thinking of some of the stuff we went over. Justin, what's your parting shots for today? Hell of a momentum, man. We needed this dub. And if you look across the landscape of the AFC North that, you know, us fans just have to keep paying attention to. Me personally, I didn't really care what have happened in between the Ravens and the Steelers. But to see the Steelers pull off the upset against Baltimore was not shocking to me at all. I understand the Steelers just have a really weird offense right now where they're not producing as much on the field. But I always said this. Each time that the Bengals tend to need the Steelers to beat a game, beat a team for us, and they tend to come through and they beat the Ravens, which was no shock to me because they know how to play prototypical smash mouth AFC North football. They were very physical and tough on, on the ground, um, on defense. TJ White had the game clinching fourth down sack on Lamar, Lamar Jackson. And I was just thinking like, yep, that's that that sounds like a Steelers game. Um, and it was the same thing that they did against the Cleveland Browns. They really didn't do too much on the field, but when I saw that game had a very low scoring effect, I just had it in my feeling that, yeah, Pittsburgh probably going to pull off this upset. So that does us wonders because Baltimore, it doesn't give them this sizable lead in a division because now that you got this win, they're three and two. Pittsburgh's three and two. Cleveland is on a bye at two and two. And now we're two and three with a chance to even up our record at three and three next week. But at the end of the day, it's still a long season. You know, you got to go out there and play with your hair on fire for the last 13 games. As Tim said, every game is a must win game moving forward from him here on out. If you ever want to be able to achieve the things that you want to achieve. But today was such a great start today. You, you finally did what you said you were always capable of wanting to do. So that's my parting shot to Bengals fans. I'm not in a bad mood because for the last few weeks I've been in a bad mood and I'm not. <laughs> I'm actually happy today. Very good. We like you happy, Justin. I think. So Me it, too. It, it, it's, it's a much more enjoyable experience for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Deb, what what's uh what's your party shots, takeaways, uh anything you wanted to get off your chest? 
You know, I'm just happy to see that the Bengals are running the damn ball today. You know, I know I've been saying that for the last couple of weeks. I know you guys are probably tired of hearing me say run the damn ball. Um, but it got the job done. You know, it opened up the play actions, the passing. Um, all I want next week is a uh, Bengals W versus the Seahawks. Because, you know, as you guys all know, I live in the Pacific Northwest and everybody around me are Seahawks fans. So we absolutely need a W next week. So that's it for me. My, uh, my parting shots. Um, yes. Uh, I think next week we all know it's going to be a, another tough game. Uh, another team that's been playing better than, than expectations probably going in really good wide receiver core. Uh, there in Seattle, which is going to lead me to my takeaway. Um, man, we got some young corners playing some ball, man. Uh, DJ Turner, um, Cam Taylor Britt, uh, you know, Battles playing well coming in there. Uh, Dax Hill, another half sack today. Um, his flexibility has been great. I really like what those youngsters are doing. Um, you know, the, the way the offense moved the ball today, uh, you know, Yoshi, uh, <laughs> that one non-catch on the sideline with the toe tap, oof, that was nice. Yeah, um, so close. Yeah, and he, he looked really good. Um, I think the offense, what the offense did today, and I mean, you know, the way the way it is with us, who we got to sign and, and – and, some of the tough choices going to be have to be made in the off season. Didn't didn't bode well for Cheeto or T today for us to look that good without them. That's all. I'm not I'm not going to get too into it. I'm not going to go conspiracy theory yet. But all I'm saying is, you know, and, and that's with Charlie Jones on the deck too with a broken thumb. So mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know. This uh, the defensive backs especially. Looks really good, um, despite not having Cheeto out there. Cheeto's a great player. I just don't know if he's going to get the kind of money he wants at the end of the season um, to stay here. But we'll see. That's a long way away. The most important thing, take care of your house. Take care of your house. You got Seattle coming in. Figure out a way to get that W, mm-hmm. no matter what it takes. So, for myself, Justin Lacey, Tim Lyons, oh, and good night, Drago. Who day? Who day? We'll see you next week.